1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over with the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Uh, it's, uh, it's 10 o'clock. Uh, no, check that. Good night. It's uh, almost 11 after 5 o'clock on a Friday, and the sun is out. Arsenal Street is, uh, whoa, it's getting pretty packed. A lot of people going down to Myrtle Beach these days, you know. Petra's fine, remember. What are you doing? I don't know. I heard that. Uh, we're doing the hotline show. It says, avoid the Ar- Arsenal Street. And I did. Uh, and then I came back later and forgot all about it. You know how many times you forget there's a construction site? It takes you like, it takes like three weeks to, uh, to to remember there's, there's construction between wherever you're going in the world. And, and you get so pissed off at yourself. What's worse than going inside a store and re- back during COVID and realizing you forgot your mask and you have to walk all the way back to your car? Or when you're driving along town and you run into yet a, the, the same construction project that started two weeks earlier and you still forget about it? What's more frustrating than those two scenarios? Useless junk on a Friday afternoon to ponder. And I, I challenge you. Someone's on the line already. Um, let's see who it is. Let's go. Let's just jump to the phones. It's got to be Jason. Yeah, of course it is. Jason, remember, we're in, a, we're, we're in a political campaign, so make make your make your pitch uh, for how you're going to change the world without talking about international banking. Go. <laughs> well, I'm going to change it simply to this, Glenn. It's uh, <laughs> professionalism, policy, action. So what that means is I'm not going to make a name for myself, and I would say to the other 11 people, they got 11 petitions submitted for the Wartown Council seat. 11? I thought it was but 10. I, was, I, I thought it was 10. Is, 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 okay, never mind. Go ahead. Okay, no, it says in the newspaper 11. Okay. But I would say to the other people that are running, if you're in this fight to make a name for yourself, you need to step out, step back, and step out of this thing. Because the seat can't go through another four to eight years Right. Of the uh, clown show that we have that C company. So, J- so Jason, I want to ask you, uh, t- tomorrow is the one-year anniversary. I, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. 
a year from now, tomorrow, is going to be the total eclipse. By the way, what, what are you doing? Are you underwater or something? I hear something. Are you, like, stirring the pot like my sister does? <laughs> what, what are you doing? No. Right. No, sir. I'm going through my newspaper. I, I, okay, um, stop going through your newspaper. Let me just let me just say, a year from now, I was going to say this at the first part of my show. I might as well share it along with Jason and his wonderful ideas and how he's going to change Watertown and prevent it from the clown show like he just described. <laughs> uh, but a year from tomorrow, April 8th, actually, we, it's going to be on a Monday because next year is, is leap year. So whatever, do the math. Instead of being Sunday, next year it's going to be on a Monday. It's going to be a total eclipse of, of, of the country all the way from uh, Texas right through us, and literally, and I mean literally, we'll cut the epicenter as it passes over here on Monday afternoon on April 8th. We're going to have a total eclipse. We're going to get into darkness for, I believe, 20 minutes or so. That's the what's that I understand. So here's the thing. But no, hear me out, Jason. I think okay. we I think we have a great marketing plan already. We're going to see. You know. You know. The, you know what a solar eclipse is. It's when the the moon gets in between us and the sun, right? And so it's a solar. Right? You would think it's a lunar eclipse because it's the moon that's doing it, but it's not. Okay. So let's stay with that, right? So then all of a sudden we, we do this imagery of this, you know, we have this big promotion for it and all of us look into the sky and we look up into the sky and what do we see? We see Watertown Golf Club. <laughs> we, the, the golf ball itself that we've been looking for for the last week or so now, Jason, is now blocking the sun. And within that, a, a special message from God by way of Donnie, Don, Flatterer Donnie says, look where your golf ball is now. Yes, it's a flat planet, but this is a large, large golf ball. And here you go, Watertown, New York. Is that a good no, idea, I, I, Jason? Is that a good I idea? Or what? This, this much, Glenn, yeah. that, uh, you know, those three principles I would stand on, I'm not going to promise people promises. <laughs> I will do it with action. So right. the reality of it is, like I said, if these other people are running to be famous and to make their names famous, you need to step out and step. So, Jason, let me ask race. you. Let me interrupt because people are, are literally going going over and listening to the Ben Shapiro show right now. I don't want them to do that. Do you think that it's right for some? Someone was calling up the show, and kind of petitioning the petitions already. That they're saying that some of these petitions, some of your uh, opponents, the ten or eleven people running for the very seat that you're looking for. He's not referring to you now, Jason. Is he? Is he? Is he? No, challenged? he's okay. not. No, no. I, I, all my petitions, I went from door to door, and people signed the petition. They put their address down there, right? And uh, there might be a couple that, you know, I don't here and there, not voters, but from the majority of the uh, 239 signatures I got, right? Um, wow. More than half those people are registered voters, but. Uh, this this point I want to get get straight. Real what quick, happened real Monday quick, at the C Calston was yep. disgusting. Right. I lived here all my life, going and and, and and to have a clown show it, it disgusts me and I'm sad at right. times living in Watertown and seeing what's going on. I know. Because the point is we need professionalism, policies that matter. In action, we don't need this nonsense. Exactly. Thing. All right, so Jason, you know, all right, you're in it to win it. You got your, you know. So when are you going to find out that all your signatures are kosher and that you're one of the chosen? Pardon me, it's Passover. Um, well, they they should get to me probably in a week or two. You know, right, a couple days. I have to get call, the, call. The, uh, right. the gentleman out there, but I I believe this year, Glenn. Right. And like I said, if you're in it to make a name for yourself and make yourself famous, gotcha. get the hell out of the race and put some real. Bunch of uh, gotcha. people with a backbone and people that take stands and say, no, right. no, no, we don't need this nonsense. Right. 
And I'm one of those guys because there's Ringo no Star. one that's Jason, I got to go, though. I got to go. Yeah. Right. And Jason Trainer. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jason. That's Jason Trainer. He's running for city council. He wants to change the world. You're on the air. Hi, Glenn. It's Sarah Campo Pierce. Sarah, Sarah, what do you think? I don't know if you heard the idea. I heard that this total eclipse next year, when we find out the truth, we're going to find out not only is the world flat, but when we see that at uh, on April 8th of 2024, a year from tomorrow, it's a Monday, by the way, you know that, uh, we're going to yep. see we're going to see this big 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 ball in the sky uh, between us and the sun. It's going to say Watertown Golf Club, and only then will we realize where the golf ball went from uh, that's well, I been hope missing. It won't take that long, but yeah. yeah, that'd be something. So Sarah Campo, also a candidate running for, and, and obviously you're the councilwoman right now running for for mayor, but you're also uh, a volunteer for this big event uh, next year. That's the Eclipse, Sarah. So and it's I can't believe it. We've been talking about it for at least four years it's a, it's already a year from tomorrow i know it's hard to believe time flies for sure um but we've got a committee going and we've been meeting for the better part of a year and like you said we kind of everybody started talking about this a few years ago but it, it felt like it was so far out now we're here but our committee's been meeting for the better part of a year mm-hmm. and what we're planning is an event at thompson park called total eclipse of the park and it's going to be a nice. viewing event where of course, that is the main attraction, viewing the eclipse, but we're also going to have uh, vendors, we're hoping, educational exhibits, activities, food, that sort of thing. So it's just an opportunity for people to visit the park and take in this once-in-a-lifetime event. So uh, the, the the observation I made, uh, I mean, when I first saw or heard about this, like I said, a couple of years ago, now we, then and now, whatever, all the calculations show that this total eclipse not only affects this, what is that, a 100-mile-wide range, but the mm-hmm. epicenter literally cuts through the city of Watertown, which obviously includes yes. Thompson Park. Here's the interesting aspect about this. While other cities like Memphis, Buffalo, by the way, in the line of fire as well, parts of mm-hmm. Texas. So big metropolitan areas are, are going to take advantage of this. I, sometimes we look at events like this, like, do we have enough hospital beds for, uh, not hospital, excuse me, uh, 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 hotel beds for something like mm-hmm. this? And obviously we don't, based on what we really can take advantage of. Would you see, this is, I had an epiphany last night, a family and friends push it's like I have, like for instance, I have family and friends downstate that wouldn't mind be seeing a total eclipse, but they're not going to have the time to, to to get into a hotel room. We won't be able to accommodate them. But if we had a push for like ten thousand people to come to Watertown for this for that one day, obviously it's a work day that screws things up. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. just say, hey, stay with your relatives for that day or two so that you could be a part of something that's never ever going to happen. I've never seen the total eclipse of the sun before, Sarah. So I, I thought. Wow, wouldn't that be a cool thing? I'm not talking Airbnbs either, like make your house into an Airbnb. Right. For them, but just invite someone that doesn't live here, and let's see if we can get 10,000 people here for that day. Does that sound crazy? Definitely. I, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think uh, we are definitely going to be selling out of area hotels, you know, whether it's here or it's you know further away in Alex Bay or any of other of the lodging options in the area i've been during my time on the committee uh speaking with other eclipse communities as they call them and one that i spoke with recently was in casper wyoming and they kind of gave me the play-by-play of what they experienced in their community and they actually said i mean it was thousands and thousands of people who came to their community to view the eclipse amazing and they said 
as you mentioned, Airbnb was very popular. They had people who lived in the community who were actually leaving for, you know, the weekend or right. whatever time period. Which is places. very common, they yeah. A right. boatload of money, airbnb their home. But um, like you said, that's a great idea to kind of encourage people to invite their friends and family who live elsewhere to come and experience this. Right. Um, Sleep on the couch. Very big event. Yeah. Big event. What, when, I mean, again, you guys have been talking about this. The committee was created like over a year ago or so, right, right, Sarah? About a year ago we created it, and we've been meeting regularly. We have um, myself, obviously, on the committee. We have a representative from the SciTech Center, the director. We're getting education people involved who have experience in the science and right. astronomy field. We have tourism uh, professionals involved. We have starting to get involved um, the DBA, as well as the chamber, we're trying to uh, bring them into the conversation and then get the message out to local businesses and organizations to make sure that they're aware, hey, this is going on. This is a great opportunity for your organization or business to be a part of it. And sure. so what we're kind of hoping with that is mm-hmm. that those businesses and organizations fill up the weekend with other types of events. Because sure. as you said, this is on a Monday. So yeah. we're yeah. hoping we can offer people who are visiting a weekend full of events with the viewing event being on Monday, and then our local businesses and other organizations uh, having events throughout the weekend. So would it be to this <clears throat> a situation where days in advance so you could see the proximity of the moon, cl- the closest, I should say, to the sun, say, like a couple of days before? Would it be something like that, you know, <clears throat> you know, w- would we see something like that, you know, in the sky, Sarah? I mean, obviously it's during the day, but we could mm-hmm. certainly see the moon at any given time. Is that, would that be? Would we see it closer and closer as the day arrives? Good question. I would think so, but I'm not entirely sure. I yeah. would think so, though. Yeah, and I, I also got in contact with a very well-known place around here that does a lot of T-shirts and so forth with the idea. Because, mm-hmm. and I, for some reason or other, it just this just hit me last night. I know Jeff Graham's uh, been talking about it in his show, even when he was in a coma. He was talking about it probably because he's yeah, been saying probably. this is a big, big event, and he's mm-hmm. absolutely right. And so, anyway, uh, someone like uh, the guy I talked to today would come up with, with thousands, perhaps, of those specialized glasses, you know, the, the disposable, but they protect you from the ultra-ray lights uh, from when people look, and you could see it, and then promote that uh, that way, whether it's the city of Watertown or, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, uh, Thompson Park. No, it's kidding. Uh, but, you know, th- this, this, in other words, there's so many things that can happen here, Sarah, but you know that b- better than anyone. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the one question is, I just hope that it's a day like today, despite the fact that it's cold. I know, it's we said at our last meeting, we said it'll be interesting to see what this year, what mm-hmm. April 8th is like. So I'm hoping, yes, like for a day like today, because as you know, the weather can be pretty un- unpredictable in April. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're hoping and praying for the best. But it would st- regardless of whether or not it would be overcast, it would still get dark that day, complete, complete blackness. Uh, yeah. Once it happens, so that that in itself, the experience of seeing darkness uh, that early in the day uh, and then come and go like that—that's amazing. So, uh, how Definitely. how's everything else, Sarah, with the with the campaign and all? And uh, what uh, what are people saying these days? I, I I'm going to take a guess. This is Sarah, uh, uh, Councilwoman Sarah Campbell Pierce, by the way. Uh, a lot of people probably are talking about the golf course, but putting the golf course aside, when you speak to constituents and whatnot, Sarah, what is their other concerns? Well, I would say, as you said, the golf course issue is the issue that's at the forefront of everybody's mind right now. It's what everybody wants to talk about. But I think I, I kind of liken that issue to an onion. you got to peel back the layers. And within that golf course issue, 
are a lot of other issues, issues of how we conduct business and how we conduct ourselves as elected officials, Hmm, how important transparency is, how our spending priorities line up. So as I said, it's kind of an onion. There's layers to that one issue. Yes, it's one issue, the golf course, but contained in that one issue are many issues that are important to people. And that's what I'm hearing about as I go door to door, as I was collecting signatures that's what people are talking about. And, and, you know, the issue doesn't want to go away. It's, it's, it's forever going to be on our minds. But when, when the golf ball was removed, at first it seemed like a farcical me, uh, deal. And then p- people took pictures of it f- uh, up at mm-hmm. the other golf course. And people said, oh, well, that's kind of funny. Oh, it's an April Fool's joke. But as you start taking the layers of, away, just like you said, of the onion, you start to cry, <laughs> Sarah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. This, is, this, this won't yeah. go away. And this, this so-called April Fool's joke kind of went over like a lead balloon, in my opinion. Yeah, at least. I mean, I don't really, I'm still waiting for an explanation as to what the joke was. I mean, I, I kind of get what they were going for, but I think people, just with everything that had gone down, didn't find it very funny. It's kind of like somebody said to me, salt in the wound. Right, exactly. They kicked you when you're down. Yeah, they kicked you in the yeah, face while you're down much. already. And here, yeah, well, I, again, uh, do we know where the, I know this is the question that everyone's asking. Do we know where the ball is now? I do not know personally where the ball is now. Um, I know there's been communication, I believe, between our attorney and the individual who is believed to have mm. the golf ball in possession. Um, mm. But beyond that, I have not received an update. Interesting. So everybody keep an eye out for the golf ball. So, in as far as the the mention the, the the eclipse communities, is that what they're calling them again, Sarah? The, uh, yes. We are now officially an eclipse uh, uh, community. April eighth next year, two thousand twenty four election year. By the way, um, let's do the math. By that point, obviously, we will know who our next mayor is, uh, Sarah. So, so at that point, you know, you never know. Uh, it, it could be Mayor Sarah Campo, you know, pointing to the stars, and and there's a big ball up there, and it falls on her head. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> up at up at uh, That's Thompson. The next joke, yeah. They're right, exactly. <laughs> well, Sarah, uh, a councilwoman, Sarah Campo Pierce, also candidate for Watertown Mayor, and ultimately, what's going to happen here is because as it stands right now, there's only two candidates. After all the petitions are done, uh, we have two candidates right now running for Watertown Mayor, not three. Is that correct, Sarah? As far as I know, it's only two. So there, ergo, thus the title, whatever I'm talking about right now, Watertown, for the first time in its history since it became a city in 1869, will have its first female mayor. So they have, so nonetheless, uh, talking about eclipses, talking about first time mayors, a lot of historical stuff going on. We have a new superintendent with a national agenda. We have all (laughs) types of things going on. Sarah, Com- yeah, and Sarah Campbell-Pierce, thank you for calling in to uh, talk more I about the committee. give yeah. one more plug for yeah. the yeah. Eclipse. I just want to mention the website. It's watertownnewyorkeclipse.com, and New York is spelled out. So if you go there, you can read all about what the solar eclipse is, what it means for the community. We're going to be populating the site with all sorts of events. So if anybody wants to find out more information, they can go to watertownnewyorkeclipse.com. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that, Sarah. All right. Excellent. Okay. Thank you again, Sarah. Uh, Councilwoman Sarah Campbell Pierce with us today on the Live at Five show on a Friday. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, sorry. You're on the air. How's it going, Gwen? What's happening? I'm the gentleman that is doing the signatures. 
So, yeah, you called in, and again, you were, you were all filled, you know, you've done a, a lot of stirring up here because, first of all, I didn't know that you could pay for, you know, to, to see petition. No, it's or... not paying for petition. Okay, I'm so sorry. So when I go down to the Board of Elections, yeah. I got to sign a FOIA request. Okay. When I sign that FOIA request, I have to pay per copy. So technically, I'm paying a fee per mm. copy that I get. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, there's, there's, a, there's some type of. But why did you want to do this? And have you done this before? I have not. I just started this year because, um, I witnessed one of the candidates just getting signatures from any random person without checking. Hmm. So I wanted to make sure everybody was doing a fair fight. So when you see, well, yeah, go ahead. So when you see discrepancies, is that when you report it to someone like Jude Seymour or one of his staff members? Pretty much what I got to do is I go down um, after they turn them in, and I do a FOIA, and then I pay for the copies, and then they sent me the Board of Elections, everybody that's registered voters. That's when I go through and do my search. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, and your findings thus far, you were talking the other day, you were finding, at least with one particular candidate, that there were a lot okay. of discrepancies. The one particular candidate, I'll tell you right now, is Matt Melvin. Okay, well. Um, he had 168, 25 were no good, whether they were out of town, um, signatures that weren't complete, hmm. dates. Um, I've got a petition in front of me, or signatures in front of me right now that... I could tell you there's four and a half pages yeah. that are the same same writing. Oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's I kind of did my own little investigation today because it was brought to my attention. There's another female doing this also. Oh, wow. Um, which I'll leave her anonymous too unless she wants to say who it is. No, nah, that's okay. So <laughs> with the signatures that are all the same kind of writing. Right, right. Decided to go do a little investigation, like a little detective. Right. Wow. Listen to I this. I went over on Barbon Ave, and I've got eight of them that said that they did not sign this person's petition. Oh, and that's those are the signatures with the similar handwriting. Yes, and then I went over on Butterfield. Hmm. They said they never even signed anybody's petition. Wow. I've got other streets where they said they've only signed one petition. Um, I've literally got the gentleman that's in question right now. I got the signatures on his page from two people on Barbon Ave. Mm. And then I just looked at another one that also was from the same address that they actually did sign. Right. And the signatures are totally different. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how somebody forgets to spell their last name, but that don't ever happen. Well, it, it, it happens. Last yeah. name 60, 70 years. Right. So let me ask you, uh, there's 10 or 11 candidates, depending upon if you read the Watertown Daily Times. Uh, I to tell you, I got four right now that I've already, I, I went through two. I know the other ladies went through two, and all four of them are no good. Wow. Wait a minute. We talk, you, Okay, so do the numbers. Four of the 10 or 11 candidates, uh, based on your findings, are, are, are not qualified based on, on the number of, 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 of uh, valid signatures? Of signatures that they have. And, and again, i got to ask you, what happens now? I mean, does this mean like you're going you're gonna to point this well, out? What happens now is I, I and the other person or... 
somebody fights it, right. which um, I got two and the other person's got one or two. And, and, and to be clear, and, that you, you have copies of the original petitions. These are totally, you can't doctor it. copies of the original gotcha. signatures from these candidates. Right, right. And so uh, um, you yeah. got to think Matt Melvin at 168. Right. You got to take 25 away. Mm. That's not enough. You need 165. Okay. All right. And Some that, of these folks did not leave themselves enough cushion right. for me to find that many mistakes, whether they have people from Carthage, Adams. Right. Um, uh, outside the area. Okay. So how many – how, how, you, you mentioned you gave me a number, but could we expect maybe two, three, or four candidates to be in the same circumstance, falling short based on your findings? I could tell you right now, as it stands, there is four that are not hmm. at 165. And that includes uh, Spider. And that includes Spider. Okay, gotcha. Well, um, whether half of his are out of town or right. invalid. Or, 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 or suspect, to say the least. Or, or, or the new ones I'm looking at that are fraudulent that somebody just. Ah, right. Well, again, um, we have to. We're always innocent until proven otherwise, uh, unless you're talking to Nancy Pelosi. But that's not the end of it. I talked to you today that all said that they did not sign this petition. Yeah. Right. Are either calling um, probably law enforcement, but I know they did say they were calling Jude Seymour on Monday. Gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, w- will you do this again? I'm going to do this the next election because that's four. And to me, you're not playing a fair fight. You want it to see how many that you get. Right. And that's not fair mm-hmm. to um, – there's Cliff Lashway. There's Ben Schoen. There's Patrick Hickey. You got uh, Mr. Kimball. All these people that are in it. Right. It's not fair if you just sit at right. your job or at a bar or right. you just sit at home and illegally write signatures. And in, in, in the four pages, I've, I, could t- I could tell you, I could even send pictures. Right. I could even show you in person the four pages. Mm-hmm. Every five is identical. Wow. Every Jeez. G is identical. Hmm. Used to do that with like gas reports when you were. No, like, mind. You've yeah. got all these, all these letters. That are identical, right? And then they get lazy at the end, but you can still tell. Right, it's the that same. It's not the person's signature. It says Horshack's mom from the, from Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, it's really lazy. Yeah, it's bad. Listen, I got to do a break right now. I love what you're doing. Uh, keep us up to date, and I'm I'm assuming on Monday and or Tuesday we'll find out more. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you very much. I got to do a break. I've been behind. We'll do that right now. You're listening to the Live at Five show. We'll be back. Roof looking older than people who call you back. Uh, welcome back to the show. Someone's been waiting. I, I'm going to get into the running board sto- story, plus something else that's came across. Uh, I don't know if it's true. But anyway, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hello, Glenn. What's um, happening? I'm the lady that's doing two reviews on the petition. Yeah, oh, you're, you're okay. Got your auditor number two. Yes. And I just wanted to explain it a little bit that um, this whole process is governed by New York State election law. Okay. And the Board of Elections, they do not check petitions. They check them in as receipt them. You know, they time stamp them, date stamp them, that kind of thing. But they don't go through them all. So it's up to citizens, as far as I'm concerned, almost like a civic duty. If you suspect that some petitions are not totally legitimate, then we should be checking them. Mm. It's part of the democratic process. Sure. It keeps everyone honest, mm-hmm. um, and I did hear that some people might be taking the easy way out. Yeah, well, 
I, I wonder. to get a lot of signatures, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you that both uh, people that I looked at, 58 or 60 non-registered voters, some people signed that live in Dexter, Mansville. Right. Um, so it's been a really inter- it's been an eye opener. It's quite a task because I spent yesterday literally from nine in the morning till five p.m. with one meal break. Yeah. Checking this one person's um, wow. work, and that wasn't a super long. Um, they didn't have like. 500 signatures but it takes quite a long time so yeah of course it's a lot of legwork and and what what happens yeah i'm sorry so what happens is um when you find all these mistakes there's a very specific form that you have to fill out and you have to use these coded these codes that say nr for non-registered and you have to make a table out and you send that to the individual the petitioner with your signed legal form that i so-and-so am contesting this challenging this um petition to ballot right and you have to overnight it overnight mail so it does it costs a little bit of money and then and on the same day you do that you have to take that receipt that you did overnight it you take it down to the board of elections you give them all the same paperwork that the potential candidate's going to get then that candidate has a right to go over that and to rebut what i'm saying Mm -hmm. about the signatures and everything right and then it goes from the board, of, the board of Elections. Their part is they have a little board. They call it a board, but it's probably like some kind of committee. Right. And several people look it over, and there has to be a consensus among several people hmm. whether to accept that petition. Or like looking validate. for pregnant chads or something back, from, uh, yeah, back in the days in Florida in 2000. So everyone lo- looks at the data, and they determine whether or not your findings say, well, yeah, this is like, like the gentleman earlier was saying, there were some what appear to be uh, similar signatures. Like you said, unregistered, uh, but the, but the qualifications to be a, a city council candidate. What what's the number again? One hundred sixty-five. One hundred sixty-five. So it behoove and anybody have, to get I at have, least two, three hundred of, of maybe more, because you never. I, I honestly, I think there's a lot of people running for whatever, especially all ten or eleven candidates probably have discrepancies, but you're finding the very obvious discrepancies, I guess. Oh, it's glaring, and there's a lot of them. I mean, I think these people, their hearts are in the right place for the most part. Right. I do see some suspicious kind of, hmm. which well. I'm questioning. But um, I know these people love Watertown. We all do. Yeah. Our hometown. Right. But, you know, if you can't put the work in right from the get-go, to me, these candidates are just... Um, well, let me ask you. Let me, they're probably, they're not, probably not going to win, and they're just diluting the vote. And they're if they're not well, serious, and they're not willing to do the work right off the get-go. They need... They need to step out. Uh, you know, are you support another candidate that's more qualified and more um, avid and working hard to help the city. Gotcha. I didn't want to interrupt you like Jeff's been doing already. No, I was kidding. Ah, uh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, diluting the other voters, uh, that's a big deal. And look what happened in Chicago. The, the leader, uh, well, not that it matters, but the, the guy, the, white, the only white guy running, he won the actual primary. But I knew that all the other candidates that were running, uh, you know, were going to take uh, Lori Lightfoot's votes, ultimately giving it to a more progressive winner. So that's a scenario yeah. there. So when you have, yeah, so it, it, when it comes down to two open seats, 10, 11 a candidate, let's say, assume all of them get into the race, that dilutes it. I never looked at it that way until you said that. I, I, that you're, doing a worth, you're doing a great cause. Uh, ma'am, that's for sure. Well, remember, yeah, remember when Cody Horbez ran for mayor, and then he and was it Allison Crossman they tied? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And you know what? If that hadn't happened, Jeff Smith would not be mayor. That's why Jeff Smith won the mayor seat. So exp- explain that. All right. Let, those go- two, Cody and Allison, split the vote, and 
Well, that's what a lot of people think. Yeah. I, I believe me. I appreciate Jeff as mayor. I have a yeah. an all new. No, we're just talking numbers here. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, if if but, um, if if, if uh, Donald Trump didn't run, we, Hillary Clinton would be in her second term. Go ahead. Sorry. If what now? I, I said if 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 Hill, if uh, Donald Trump didn't if he wasn't born like a George uh, Bailey scenario from It's a Wonderful Life, we'd be in the second term of Hillary Clinton right now, and COVID would never have happened. I know this sounds crazy. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say this till I die, uh, that uh, the Chinese didn't like uh, Donald Trump and his tariffs and, and his uh, trade dealings. They didn't like him, uh, and they said, "Where's our deal with Mitch McConnell and all the other candidates?" And then they unleashed the beast out of uh, Wuhan in. Uh, uh, February, uh, check that, in November or October of 2019, and the rest, as they say, is history. So, yes, uh, uh, primaries matter, and they lead up to, ultimately, someone that's in office or, is, or to your credit, who might not make it to office because of fraudulent uh, uh, stuff that you're talking about right now. Do we look at this as fraudulent or just lazy? What, 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 which of the two is it, ma'am? Um, I think both. Uh, a little bit so, of both, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know what? I've, I've raised my concerns. With the Board of Education, I went up today and had to ask some more questions about some issues, and I raised my concerns. They'll, they'll decide. They'll figure it out. They're yeah. experienced people. Mm-hmm. Um, they, won't let, they won't make a decision frivolously, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, 11 candidates is too many. Uh, well, it's a good sign that there was times we couldn't get anyone to run, and I'm shocked that we have that many because, quite frankly, they'd have to deal with guys calling them the, the Three Stooges, uh, standing there and taking it, and for that matter, being scrutinized for their signatures. No, nah, just kidding. The, I mean, I just love the fact that people actually, like you said, to your credit, are actually running for city council, but you must, repeat, must do it properly so that, you know, the, the whole system, the whole, uh, you know, everything works accordingly. And, 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 and you're doing well, that along and, with the other gentlemen. And, and I used to be, like, totally interested in just national politics. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of interest in that because hmm. I can't watch some of it. It's just too disheartening. Right. But anyways, um, I'm more interested in this local politics now. Sure. I mean, it's very interesting. It's an eye-opener of how much it affects our daily life. And I need to take care of business in my hometown first. Right. I feel that one of my duties, I'm going to check these petitions that I suspected were bad, and they are bad. Do you think this activity has happened before? Yes, so probably. Do you think that, you know, I'm not referring to the current administration now, but we've been around since 1869. Do you think some people got oh, into yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Interesting. It probably has. Or would you look at it like, well, if, if, if say, I hate to put it to the, this way, but... There's going to be this the certain percentage that's going to that's going to go this route that ultimately weren't going to be real candidates anyway, but in a primary where there's ten people running again once again to your credit, um, that could stir things up as far as the oh who who makes it to the final general election. So uh, that that you know you see where I'm going with that. I don't know if I explained that well enough. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know, I know they have a right to run too, and I hate to discourage people and and you know say that oh you can't win or because. And, you know, it ain't over till it's over, I guess. There you but, go. Um, Yogi Berra. Well, ma'am, thank you. look at it yeah. from reality. You, you sound familiar. You've had you've called this show before. Is that correct? I have. Okay, no, you sound familiar. Well, ma'am, thank you very much. And by the way, happy Easter to you and everyone else that I forgot to say happy Easter to earlier. Yeah, you too, Glenn. Yeah, happy Easter and happy Good Friday. Okay, bye-bye. I'll, I'll talk to you. That's right. Today is Good Friday. Today is a horrible day in history. It was just a terrible thing, what they did to that man. You're on the air. Thing that's pretty cool. The signatures. Yeah. But I want to address your question to Sarah Campo about the eclipse. Oh God. You're wondering if you can see the moon or track the moon. Right. The moon is in the new moon phase during the eclipse, so it can't be seen anywhere in the sky. 
So I, I've talked about this before. I've even brought this up at the Eclipse meetings. Um, I, I, the question is, where is the moon? If it's the moon... Ask Chelsea Handler. Right. Where is it? You should be able to see it. Okay. But, and you'll notice it. You Trust me, mark my words. Well, we will. We'll it, see it, yeah. You will not be able to see the moon. So, Donnie, would you, are you the type that would, would you look at the eclipse and say, I don't need glasses? You know, would you say something? I want to do that. So the last time we had an eclipse, we had the partial eclipse. Right. And I used a welding mask to look at it. All right, good. So you know that there are dangers when a sphere is behind another sphere uh, between us and them. Yeah, but still, like. Proving, of course, everything is round. It's supposed to be 3 p.m. Why not at, you know, 9 a.m.? Why can't I see the moon off? Oh my God! To the um, you know for you know for such a smart guy, which Donnie is, is I don't get this. Go ahead. Be, right, because it's it's not the moon causing the eclipse. All right, okay, I'm God. sorry, but I'm telling you, you won't be able to see the moon approach the sun. Fuck at the moon! <clears throat> All right, Donnie, I gotta go. I gotta go. But thank you. All for right, no and problem, I'll talk Donnie. to you later. That's Donnie. He'll say it till the day he dies. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? What's happening? Oh, long time listener, first time call. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, no, it's Ezra. How you doing? Oh, Ezra, Ezra Stevens? Yeah, it's call, been a hot minute, hasn't it? Call, uh, Ezra Stevens, formerly from uh, Community Broadcasters and Dexter, living in uh, Northwest America in the state of Washington, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yeah, it's raining here today. Oh, it's All raining right. there. Wow. That's, it's raining again. So, Ezra, you are a specialty person. You are a cook. Um, yeah, yeah. What made you move to the north? What made you move? You moved to Florida, and then you moved to the northwest. Yeah, so I ended up meeting my wife down in Panama City, and her family all lived up here, so we decided to pack everything up and come on up. Do you like it in the northwest? Seems like you do. I do. I love it. It's almost like living there in in Watertown, but um, a lot more rain, and I've got, like, eagles for neighbors. It, oh, wow, you're in the wilderness then. Yeah, it must be beautiful oh, with yeah, all the yeah. mountains. Yeah, we just bought a house uh, last July, so uh, things are going well out here. So wh- where do you live? In the town where they shot Rambo, like Hope? <laughs> you know, you know where everything's supposed uh, to be boring? No, where where <laughs> I live is the town where, I don't know if, it, if you remember, but uh, a couple of years ago there was some active shooter at our Walmart, and he yeah. got taken down in the parking lot. Jeez. Well, wow, there's I so many to shooting. Be at the store at that time. So. Did, did you hear the shots? Was, oh yeah, I was right next to the guy. Oh my god! Did did he did he point the rifle at you? And just like in a movie, and got uh, shot well, just before he, he shot you. He he had a handgun. <laughs> um, okay, gotcha. And then you know, this being the actual gun gunshine state, right? Everybody else has a gun too, so oh. we weren't going to put up with that. So as liberal as state of Washington is, it, it, people are. Um, they're armed uh, more uh, more so than they are here in New York State. Oh, absolutely! You don't wow. you don't really need anything in order to uh, to get a piece except for a license. So wow, not have any felonies. Why? Right, right, that would well, isn't that something? You know what? Come to think of it, if you think about or- Oregon and Washington, and uh, well, other than the four slayings in Idaho by some guy from Pennsylvania, we don't. Well, no, I take that back. There's crime in Seattle and Portland. But we don't hear mass murders up there, so maybe that's the reason because everyone's got a gun on their on their hip. Apparently, it, it certainly does help. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, it happens everywhere, unfortunately. But uh, that, that explains. So, what else is? I mean, what, uh, what, what's happening? You know, uh, we're getting ready for an eclipse. You had one. 
not too far from where you are up in Washington back four or five years ago, unless you weren't there at the time, Ezra. Uh, we've been here about six years now. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I knew they had sure one. I if I caught... Yeah. Well, the other thing that's going on, of course, you messaged me this morning, it is the end of Prohibition today, like, I don't know... 100 years ago. 100 years ago. Years ago like well, actually, was it? No, 1933, I think it was. So it was 90 years ago. Was that right? It was, no. 90 years ago. Yeah, 90 years ago. Prohibition ended. I think that's what it was. And it started in yeah, 1929. That's, that's what makes today National Beer Day for those of you playing along at home. So what are you going to do? Get like a, a Mulvaney version of the uh, the Bud Light? If you know, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. See, Ezra knows what I'm talking. Yeah, this is a nationwide no, story. Uh, I'm drinking a Rogue Bat Squatch. It's just a hate. Yeah. Uh, so you are kind of sort of a beer and and good food and so forth, Ezra. So it's it, 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 would would you you say it's similar to living here? Uh, but you, when you walk outside right now, if you walked outside, do you see a lot of mountains where you are? I mean, really tall, um, eight thousand foot mountains. Yeah, we, yeah, we've got the Cascade Mountains and the Olympic Mountain Range. Mount Rainier is nearby. It's an active volcano, mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't gone off and quite some time. Well, good. Well, yeah, they said the same thing about St. Helens or whatever, whatever back in 1980, and that just exploded. Well, great. Well, Ezra, I mean, are you ever back in town? Um, not so much these days. Um, only for, like, family stuff or if I happen to be traveling through for something. But right. those, the traveling through thing doesn't happen very often. Well, I understand. I mean, I, I live, you know, I'm originally from downstate, and I hardly get back there myself. I couldn't imagine being 3,000 or so miles away like you are. But I'm glad that you're enjoying your, your life out there and your family and you bought a new house, Ezra. Sounds like things are going very, very well. Yes, indeed. And I've got a uh, rabbit to cook for Sunday for Easter dinner. So wow, jeepers. Well, that. you really are up in the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> well, as with Stevens, thank you very much, my friend. Thanks for calling in. And uh, don't be a stranger. Give us a shout here. I just got to do a break now, but it's good to hear from you, my friend. Will do. Chat later, Glenn. Thank you very much. That's Ezra. Ezra Stevens, who I haven't spoken to physically. I haven't heard his voice, and I can't remember when. I uh, used to work here. Hi, real quick before we go into a break. Yeah, hey, hey, Glenn, hey, whenever you were talking about uh, uh, Trump and with the pressure he had on China, I just wanted to throw one more thing at you. Yeah, sure. Remember, all those protests, all those protests were going on over in Hong Kong at the time, too. Right. And they shut them up real quick. They did. And, and, and again, I'll say this. When, now that you mentioned Hong Kong, and again, I know people think I'm nuts when I say this. Even Kelly, the QAnon expert, thinks I'm crazy. But if you remember, the general manager of the Houston Rockets— uh, retweeted support for the Hong Kong uh, protesters at the time, back in the fall of 2019. And the CCP, the, the Communist Party, wanted to uh, wanted the NBA to immediately be tossed out of the country. They were gonna uh, they were gonna renege all the all the all the contracts, the TV contracts, movie deals with uh, LeBron James and Spaceballs and all that. They wanted the entire thing to be cut and severed as a result of that tweet. So, uh, yeah, that, and, and of course, all that went hush-hush. We haven't heard anything since. Now there's a couple of aircraft carriers hovering around or circling uh, Taiwan, and it seems like any given day now, it looks like, uh, you know, what, what could be the sinking of the Lusitania, which would launch World War I, or for that matter, Pearl Harbor, World War II, uh, for our sake at least, uh, seems like that's imminent. It's very scary stuff, my friend. You're talking about Hong Kong, of course, but uh, there's a lot of uh, crazy things going on with the Chinese government right now. Oh, yeah, and with all that island building, everything over there, all this administration's passive aggression, you know, it's getting us real far. So. 
Yeah. But, uh, all right. You have a good you have a good night, sir, and enjoy your Easter weekend. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for calling in, and you too, sir. Sounds good. Well, right, yeah, right. it's Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. You're on the air. Hi. How you doing, Glenn? What's happening? Hey, this has been the longest time for me to try to get on air for you today. You got a pretty busy show, where you just got them too long talking. Ah, it's a little bit of both. Little, but we have good conversations, long or short. Yeah, I've just got a couple things, and I'll let you go. Yeah. First thing, I've seen the negativity. Our our mayor Graham is now that back on the negativity in regards to the candidates that are running for city council. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's got it on there that he says, uh, nobody's, there, there's no sense in them running. There's no chance in help for them to be able to win anyway, so why waste their time? I mean, everybody has the right to run for an office, correct? Of course, yes, if you do it legally, yeah, or if you with the proper uh, procedure, sure. Right, I get that, but but I'm saying, why would he want to be negativity towards people so people can say, hey, no chance or no sense of Well, I mean, we, I mean, whether whether or not Jeff is pre-Jeff or post-Jeff, Jeff is still going to tell it like it is. If it comes across as negative, oh, you know, I see where you're coming from, but Jeff knows that it's a long process. It's a it's a tough road for anyone to win anything these days, based on on what what is necessary. It's a combination of money, who you know. Uh, how many friends you have, and sometimes Jeff says, "Look, if you're going to run, that's great. It's 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 your civic duty to, to to do something, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, and it's it's for for anybody." I get that, I can't speak on Jeff's behalf, but behalf rather. But I think that's where he's going with that. Right. I doubt you'll agree. And, you know, God bless him. I'm glad he's back and everything. Sure. I'm glad he is. Oh, he's he is, back. That's know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's doing good. I mean, he's yeah. doing good for what, what he's went through. Who knows what he's went through, but he's doing really good, yeah. and that's good. But mm-hmm. like I said, he's got to stop the negativity. He mm-hmm. sounds like a Lundy to me again. You oh. know what I mean? No, okay. Well, are you, By the way, are you run? I, I, I don't recognize your voice. Are you one of the candidates, sir? No, absolutely not. I would never uh, run for city council. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I don't. I, I can understand that. I, I think I, oh, I'm not even from. I'm not. I'm born and raised in the city, but don't live in the city. But I'll tell you what. This I've been listening. I listen to you guys show a lot. Yeah, I've gotten great into this show. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the times that I hear about this, a lot of kangaroo show. A lot is a big kangaroo. Well, show maybe. Over. Contestant, contestant votes. Come on. <laughs> I, that, again, that's they they have a lot of passion about that, a lot of conviction. And the woman actually brings up a good point. Why convolute the entire primary process if some of them, if not three or four of them, are not legitimate? So that's a good point. Correct. 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 Did you find a golf ball yet? No. I we I've been asking all day. Nothing. I think it's going to be the total solar eclipse in a, in a year from now. We'll see it then. No, I think it might be in somebody's Easter basket. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a egg. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, it could be something like Epcot Center or something, you know, you know wherever. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. I was going to do the break, and I was too late, but I just wanted to remind people uh, that uh, inflation is everywhere except where you won't see it at Widget Auto Sales. Uh, that because the Widget Auto Sales are the inflation fighters. Widget also, Auto Sales also knows that inflation. What is inflation is doing to your bottom line? Excuse me. Let me go back to the third grade. Widget Auto Sales knows what inflation is doing to your bottom line. And that shouldn't prevent you from purchasing a vehicle you truly need now. Right now, Widget Auto Sales has 19 banking institutions that will work hard to get the price you need and the terms that will work for you and your budget. You won't see inflation at Widget Auto Sales, the used car leader, because they're the inflation fighters <clears throat> on out of Washington Street and online at WidgetAutoSales.com. And who could forget if you're looking uh, for stone, sand, and topsoil 
and delivered right to your project, home, or cabin, or your mistress, or, or where your mistress lives. Uh, <laughs> depend on the oh, what's the matter with me today? Depend on L.A. Quarry in Lafarsville, hope <laughs> uh, owned locally by the Thompson family. Uh, they are the stone, sand, and topsoil specialists, where they uh, deliver right to you. Give them a call six five eight. 2004 Don't forget the 315. And you can see them anytime. And I mean anytime on Facebook. There was something I was going to share that I saw on uh, on Twitter. I, I, I'll just look at it briefly. From my e- I know I emailed it to myself just to trigger something with the remaining time we have here. What was it? Um, can't find it. There was something. Oh, I know. I, I was going to share it with you. I don't have it set up. But this woman had a just pristine description to how kids become narcissists as a result of their parents. And I'll, I'll be real brief. Parents will show their support for kids when others are around them, like at a soccer place. But the moment the kid wants one-on-one, they said, no, I don't have any time for that. And therefore, they're going to promote their kids big time and make them into like, you know, an egomaniac. But they'll only do that in public, but they won't do it when, when there's no one watching. And I wish I could have that. And again, that's not every parent, mind you. That's just the extreme examples of why narcissists become narcissists. And it comes from the top. It comes from their upbringing. Great description. Uh, I saw it on Twitter today. One of the better ones. So I wanted to share that with you. I'll share it with you next next week. Until then, happy Easter. AM 1240, WA10, Watertown makes this legal. And we'll see you on Monday. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Vice President Harris is now in Nashville.